welcome back to iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. In the PropTech hot seat today is Maurice Grasso, CEO of Architrave. Maurice, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Carol, for the opportunity. And, you know, on a personal note, if I may, I love to hear the Irish twang. I spent like five years in a past life in Ireland. And whenever I hear that twang again, it brings back great memories. So happy to be on your show and uh, happy to meet you. Oh, very good. I didn't know about that Irish connection. Where were you staying or where did you uh, in, spend uh, in, in Cork. And we spent, uh, so shout out to the Lewisbergs and everybody. And uh, we spent the weekends in Killarney quite often. It's beautiful around there. It is beautiful, but I, 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 I'm actually delighted you were able to identify my Irish accent with the Cork accent because they're very different. Yeah, I know, I know, I know they are, but I, did, I know they're, they are. One has, some have the tunnel, the other have the roundabouts. You know, I, I heard all the stories. <laughs> I know we're very particular about our accents uh, for every 20 or 30 kilometers here in Ireland. Um, so look, I, I'm delighted. I, I'm just delighted to remind you of better times in Ireland. It, it's always good. It's always good. So yeah. tell me, Architrave, um, it's an exciting proposition for anybody in our audience who hasn't come across Architrave. Uh, what is it that the company does? So uh, that's easily explained. So Architrave is taking a, um, a fresh, I'd say, bold approach to what's an often overlooked and you know but always necessary aspect of asset management and that's documents you know every asset produces thousands of documents per month and uh, i know that document management doesn't sound too sexy but the sheer amount of documents involved in in managing real estate um you know is means that you have to have them organized in one place globally and i think for asset managers who are looking for the edge it's just non-negotiable and so what we do is we fully digitize, organize, standardize all the documents and the data within their documents. And we see um, boosts of, of performance by 30% by not having to look for documents, by the what we call better ready for transactions and valuations. By just being organized, you know, the increase in efficiency is felt by our clients uh, quite fast. How did how did uh, the Architrave journey start? How did you come? Were you involved in real estate or technology? Um, no, I started I started Architrave because I saw firsthand how costly it is when asset managers don't have all uh, their documents organized and unified in one place. So in two thousand eight, um, I was involved in a sale of a of a large commercial portfolio, and that stalled. You know, as as key documents. Uh, were missing. Uh, and at the last minute, just a couple of days before Lehman broke, the financial crisis broke. So it's just a couple of days, these documents were found and, and the sale went through. But if they would have been not found, or it would have taken them a little bit longer to be, to, to be found, you know, the transaction would have, uh, uh, would have collapsed. And it would have, it would have meant like a, like a loss of, of billions. And, and this is when uh, I realized that for, 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 for asset managers, having all relevant docs and data properly organized doesn't just save them a massive amount of time, money and stress, it also safeguards them against uh, uncertainty. And um, to be able to you know, react quicker to op being more opportunistic now and to future proof was something that you know, I, I was aware that, you know, that that's where the journey is going. You know, it, it's really interesting when you take us back to those days in uh, 2008, because 
Um, you know, it, it's one thing to talk about digitizing the paperwork around asset management, but I, for one, didn't realize just how poor the industry was at keeping records manually or digitized. Um, so this isn't a technology. This was a, a I don't know, was it an organization or a priority prioritization um, issue? But one of the things we learned during the crash was that banks in Ireland, I don't know what it was like in other countries, although I know there was a similar situation in Spain, they did not even know the assets that they had security over. Um, so it was, you know, I, I suppose from that point of view, it really brought brought it home to people in the industry how poor the record keeping was. But at an individual level, at a corporate level, we would have thought that that, that shift, you know, has been made. But it's surprising to hear that actually best practice is not well established in Ireland or elsewhere. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Carol. And it's the same, what you described, the people not actually knowing how much assets they actually own and, and what the owner structure looks like, you know, that's one aspect. But, you know, I have to say that a lot of them have caught on. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see honestly huge organizations now making sure that globally they want to understand in each country, you know, do I have all the data and documents to be able to do whatever I want with my asset? And can I centrally through a, through a dashboard identify where I don't, where I have missing stuff? So like you, you have these organizations now who really caught, who really caught on and who are, who, are, who, are, who, are, who are trying the best. But then you have others uh, who, um, and, and that's, that's you know, bringing your point back from the, from the best practice sharing, that don't. You know? So I sometimes have a phone call with somebody talking about AI, you know, how can we get more data out of documents? How can we you know, um, analyze um, energy certificates and get ESG data out of documents? And I hang up the phone and I have a next call and then somebody says, hey, I'm a big insurance company. We are thinking about scanning all our files. Do you think that's a good idea? I'm like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, you should be in control of your, of your documents. But like, I can see the market really going widely. Um, uh, they, they separate each other from, from like the, the, the top asset management companies that really want to be a platform that's fast, that's efficient. And then others who are, you know, still a little bit in the opportunistic days where you really didn't have to be so effective to earn loads of money. And, and, and I think that will come to a point where that sort of like becomes almost lethal um, if, you, if you don't cop on specifically, in, specifically nowadays, this, this will have consequences for sure. Um. I'm picking up on the Cork dialect there because nobody outside of Ireland would tell uh, the industry it needs to cop on, but you're absolutely right. The industry <laughs> That's your train. That's your train. <laughs> you know, absolutely. No, but cop on is exactly the right, the right term. But obviously we need to find a more diplomatic way to bring this to the industry. But um, so from this experience in 2008, how long was it before you started the company? So th that took some time because what we've worked on was you know, so the industry, as you know, is very fragmentized. And one of the consequences of that fragmentization is a lack of standards. They don't agree on standards. They're not used to work together. And so when company A sells something to company B, the documents and the data that they're sending to each other usually doesn't fit. And it takes a lot of work to make them fit into the new system. So that fragmentization is, you know, resulting in the lack of standards. So now, Architrave wants to you know, make sure that within documents and data points and documents, we do have a standard. 
So it took us some time to sort of like develop this, what I call the Rosetta Stone of documents and data. And we've done this with uh, Ricks in, uh, in London and one of our partner uh, companies. And um, so we've came up with that standard now that we now can take to each country. So for example, we know what kind of documents you need in the UK to describe ownership. We know what documents you need in Germany to describe ownership, in France to describe ownership. So the idea is what kind of documents do we need in each of those countries that our investors and clients are operating in? And can we then have a look at the, at the documents and see what key documents are they missing per asset just by having a machine controlling the document intake? Um, your company is operating across Germany, Australia and Switzerland, and I know you're, you've just um, entered the UK market. This is giving you, obviously, you'll have a perspective about how the different jurisdictions are faring. So looking at the UK market, how would that compare in terms of um, how the industry is digitizing its processes and its paperwork? So I, I think the, the outsourcing factor in the UK is even a little bit more advanced than you know, I would uh, think it is in Germany. And, um, and like people are still working kind of in the old ways of sending each other Excel sheets and you know, PDFs. And there's a general, uh, you know, they know that documents are somewhat uh, uh, necessary, uh, but like let somebody else uh, take care of it. So I think for me, it's great. It's great opportunity because we can help a lot of people very quickly as we are now uh, doing with Zgro, actually, who put their whole global uh, documents through Archichave. They started with the, with the German stuff and I think Poland, but now we're, go we're going into the UK and they want to build that platform where no matter where the assets are, they are 100% in control on what's there, what's, what's left. And I think that like Zgro, you have a lot of companies now in the UK that are doing very well that want to get ready for you know 24 and 25 and beyond and create that platform that buys faster than others that sells faster than others that manages more efficiently than others and i think so it's the right time to actually enter the market and i you know i think it's uh, it's good we have a good team also that um, you know xjll people and uh, founders themselves with a great network and so we are we having good conversations and so i think it's it's a, it's a it's a good opportunity for us well, that, and that's good to hear. Um, I, I, I'm coming back to what you're doing for, for example, that one client you mentioned. Um, at some point, these, this client is going to have to subcontract work or is going to have to uh, transfer uh, or lease property to another party. How dependent is your system on people being able to receive it? Uh, or, or is this really an opportunity for the entire industry to, to move to a more common data environment? I, I, that's a great question, Carol. I think if you look at the way that they're doing it now, I think in my view, I think they are dependent too much on the outsourcing partner in hosting their data and their documents. So I'd feel uncomfortable if necessary documents and data concerning my assets would be somewhere else and I couldn't access them because the result is I cannot change service providers so quickly because hey if I'm taking the property management mandate away from a you know god provides that they're that they're walking away with all my documents and data but 
if I am in control of my documents and data, they stay with me. So I can easily, you know, change service providers, put other people on top of it, because it's always going to be my data and my documents. I don't have to worry about having to change a service provider or anything because, you know, I, it's, it's my stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, that makes logical sense. But how this industry works is that, you know, it, it can be slow to adapt. And I think sometimes it attracts more criticism than it deserves. But one of the driving forces we've seen towards uh, digitization is obviously um, ESG, and particularly um, environmental and sustainability initiatives. So we know that for many of the large portfolio or real estate portfolio uh, holders, in order to access finance to keep their portfolio going and growing, they need to be able to provide not just data, they, they need to be very clear in their um, in the metrics that they're hitting. So reporting has never been a bigger issue for this industry. Yes. Is that creating an opportunity for you or how, where does Architrade fit into that? Um, not directly. Um, so the, the ESG thing is, you know, is hitting the industry quite hard, and and I think I think we're only seeing the beginnings now. Because if you if you look at the contribution of of carbon dioxide, you have like cars ten percent, but they get all the blame. But real estate is forty percent, and they're not getting the blame yet, but they will. And I think it's super important for for asset managers to get in control of their data. But how to do it? If the buildings are old, they're not sending the data. So how, 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 do you, how do you deal with that? So that's it's a huge problem. And I don't think that anybody has really solved it yet. We are doing a small little um, aspect of it because you, you, like, you need to get the ESG data per building. And what we are doing is we are sort of like extracting the data out of the energy certificates. So we understand if somebody throws a document into our system and if it is an energy certificate, we then be able to extract the necessary data that some can use to fill their ESG data, but it's only like a small puzzle. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't position us as an ESG enabler. It's like we are one mosaic uh, in this in this uh, in this huge uh, universe here. So, who are your clients? So, for example, expanding into the UK market, you know, and and obviously you're welcome to name names or not, but expanding into the UK market, what are your ambitions? What do you expect to achieve with the expansion? So, I um, adding more assets to the platform, adding more documents to the platform, because I'm thinking that at some stage, so we now have around seven thousand commercial real estates that are managed on our platform. That's around one hundred and fifty billion euros um, worth of, of assets. And so now our goal is to triple that number. So I'm thinking when, um, when we talk to the bigger customers in the UK, uh, it's the PGIMs, the Nuveens, the Bearings, and those kinds, they all understand what we're doing. And, um, and moving the system to Architrave is a strategic software cell. So like we know it's taking some time, you know, it, it, needs, uh, it needs confidence building, it needs some, you know, um, external data points to, to make sure, yes, somebody else is using it. I'm not the first one. It's not a Berlin startup and I don't know what they're doing. Um, so um, so it, it, it takes time. We do have the time um, and it's, 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 the, it's those big ones that I want to convince. And at some stage, you know, I think there's some sort of like gravity happening. If you have more and more assets on the platform, if this becomes the way that people manage documents, there'll be like a certain gravity going towards Architrave that then becomes a solution where all documents and data are hosted. And that enables a lot more. 
because there's a lot of prop techs out there that need data and documents to do their model. But if we already have it, so th this could be an operating system and it opens up some buy and build um, opportunities now for us, thinking that you know, in each of these big companies, there's somebody responsible for digitization trying to make sense of these 9,000 prop techs. You know, how do I work them together? You know, which one is actually working great? Which one isn't? Uh, how, how do I create value by adding two or three of them together? And each one of those people have to do it themselves and they are not software people. So I'm thinking is a little bit of a race, you know, who's faster? Is it the real estate people learning software or is it the software people learning real estate? And I'm thinking that we are beautifully positioned to now build this ecosystem ourselves and provide the market with not only documents, but then also data, ESG dashboards, other stuff. So we're, we're looking at quite some companies now that make sense to add and that would create value to our existing product lines. And then, you know, let us create that ecosystem because I think Europe needs one big player before all this business goes back to the US again, as it always does in software. So like, I'm um, not on my watch. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to work this, this, uh, this, this European powerhouse. And hey, I gotta tell you the conversations I'm having, I think the market is ripe for consolidation. It's not that they think, no, let's leave it like it is. I think everybody wants to see some consolidation. They wanna see some bigger players emerging. Nobody thinks that an asset manager in the future has like 600 apps on his high or her iPhone. So it like it will it will need to be bigger bigger uh, companies that have the whole ecosystem under their roof, making it all work together in a way that they couldn't do it themselves. And that's when we create value. You know, there, there's so much of what you've said there that echoes what we've seen in the success of say construction technology companies across the right. US. And you're absolutely right. This is a space that isn't owned by any one company. There's no dominant right. player in this. So it is absolutely to play for. But one of the really important things that you said there that I, I want to emphasize, because I think this is something that maybe people who are at earlier stages of the innovation journey might not realize that actually we've innovators coming up with great solutions to problems that they might have rightly identified. Um, but actually their solution depends on getting access to information and then months into the process they're surprised to learn that actually that this information might not be available so that's a really interesting point that actually um it is almost like an operating system for data that, that's required across across the system but whether that will be one common one or whether it will stay fragmented i mean look absolutely i i spoke um in the last couple of months to ben learner of learner associates and you know he's really involved in the M&A sector and right. you know he feels the only way the sector can grow is through consolidation that oh, I'm 100% uh, and yeah it, and, and that's where we are team, at the moment so, team burn learner yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no 100% mm. yeah no no he but he's absolutely right and it's amazing I, and I think that's really difficult for some innovators to hear but it's also worrying for some uh, buyers of solutions to hear so some portfolio owners who have invested into technology and they're realizing that yes it solves one problem but actually it doesn't integrate to help us solve our other problems so you're absolutely right no asset manager wants to have tens or certainly not hundreds of apps but unfortunately if they were to if they were to buy in a new solution for every problem that's identified that's exactly what would happen 
And obviously that doesn't make sense and it's not sustainable. So actually, I love to hear that ambition going after something that you know is a space that needs to be owned. So, you know, I, I'm before we wrap up today, I definitely want to hear what are your ambitions? What's your goal for the coming year or two? So I, I, th I think, you know, the the um, the uh, we, we, we are actually like thinking a lot about M&A right now. And um, so I hopefully in the next two weeks, we will be able to announce our, our first deal. It's a fantastic, fantastic deal. I think it's uh, it, it will grant us uh, opportunity into the North American market. It's a super great uh, founders team. It's an application that we want to sell to our clients. So it's it's super close to be signing that's why i'm confidently you know talking about already i won't mention the name but um uh, I, i'm going to go on the record that it's happening um and the next one's already lined up so um the the, the next acquisition is something that we're also working on in parallel so what i want to do now is get those two transactions on board prove the value that we see by adding those products on top of our products. So it's not about like just buying everything. It's about like buying the right things for the right price and creating a win-win for everybody. I, I also need to convince the investors in the other system that by joining something that potentially can become bigger, that they make more money or have get more what they want out of it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's so those two need to happen. And you know, then it's time to look at the market and see, you know, who can partner with us so we can actually expand on that buy and build strategy. But then I'm hitting the market with already two done deals. And so I think the, the reference is there. So, you know, let, let's get them over the line. And then 23 show the value that we create by both of them. And I think then would be, we, we would be in a, in a great position. So I'm, I'm also thinking we're very, you know, cautious around, um, around 23 when it comes to the industry as such, because there's a crisis or multiple crises, I, 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 I should say. And the real estate industry in the past, when it happens, when a crisis comes, they're reacting by, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait it out. And um, so I'm thinking that, you know, the, um, you know the, the bigger companies will always try to make a move and do strategic software buys. But smaller companies, they probably look at every euro or pound and make sure that it's, 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 it stays because they don't know what's going to happen. It's not the time where they really invest in their future setup, unfortunately. Um, so I think we have to be ready for a year where we probably don't see massive growth rates. And then, you know, that's something that we have to factor in from a, from a business perspective. But then it's the great time for doing these M&A deals and concentrate on that stuff. And then once we come out of 23, we have created that powerhouse. Everything's working together. And then the market will pick up. That'd be awesome. It, it, it sounds exciting and I wish you the very best of luck with your plans. Any plans to dip your toe into the Irish market? Oh, I mean, certainly. If, if there's any reason for me to come back, it would I'll take it in a split second. <laughs> Great, okay. Well, we'll get, the, we'll get the industry to cop on and give you a reason, and give you a reason to come back. I, I, I don't mean to sound it, uh, any offensive or something. Not at all. It was exactly the right term to use. Um, and it was my absolute pleasure to talk to you. That was Maurice Grasso, CEO of Architrave. And that's it from us this week. You can get in touch with the show on social media at iProperty Radio or by emailing hello at iPropertyRadio.com. My thanks to producer Breed Malloy and the Hear Me Roar media production team and to Luke Delaney on sound for Dublin South FM. Until next time, thank you for listening.